0: welcome to interviews by the smart chiropractor this show is where dr jason deitch and myself jeff langmaid give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers future leaders and fantastic people involved in our profession Hey, Smart Chiropractors, welcome to the Smart Chiropractor Show and our featured guest segment. My name is Dr. Jeff Langmade. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. And today we have the fortunate opportunity, due to a, f- a nice flexibility in the schedule, we thank him for taking a little time out of his very busy day. Dr. Matt Pennell of Pure Motion Chiropractic in Dallas coming on to chat about sports chiropractic and how he has used social media to build and grow an awesome following. Matt, thanks for taking some
1: time and chatting with us today. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys reaching out. And uh, yeah, it's fun to connect. It is
0: our pleasure. I want to kick it off by understanding a little bit more about how you got interested in sports chiropractic. I think there are so many young docs interested in sports chiropractic, which is a pretty wide term. When you take a look at your Instagram, take a look behind you right now. We can see that's a passion of yours. How did that flame get ignited? How did it start?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. So when I was in undergrad, or I guess growing up, I loved sports. I was into racing motocross and football was my big sport. You know, it kind of high school sports into college stuff. But then uh, when I was in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Got into exercise science. You know, I wanted to do maybe some personal training nothing really, you know, was, was uh, hitting home for me, but I, I loved motocross. I loved loved the uh, professional athlete scene. And so uh, I actually hurt my back working for a moving company one summer and uh did the classic you know lift twist and turn and uh and had the the disc were you a college pain, hunk move junk like, guy uh, yeah I, I was i was <laughs> yes yes it was a you know ten bucks an hour i don't know if it was worth the uh the back pain, but it was uh it was it was good kept me busy kept me uh in shape at the time so anyway uh hurt the back. Went to uh, a chiropractor along with some physical therapy, and it worked really well. Got the idea of, you know, hey, this could be something that I could do uh, to help people, which, you know, obviously passion there if you're in, in the business. And then uh, work with sports or kind of design it how we want. And so when I went to Logan University in, in, uh, in Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of, of uh, sports chiros in the area. Uh, Dr. Mike Murphy over at Performance Chiropractic. Uh, became a mentor of mine. We we knew him or each other through, you know, a, a mutual friend, uh, Dr. Carl Schippel out of my hometown, Jacksonville, Illinois. And then, yeah, I just tried to latch on and learn as much as I could. And as we came to graduation time, I uh, asked to join their practice. They didn't really have the room, but it, it just seemed like a, a good fit. And so that's how I got the opportunity of, um, of filling in, working with uh, the St. Louis Blues and Uh, you know, some fun stuff there. And then, yeah, kind of led to where we are in Dallas. That is
2: awesome. You know, uh, I've been watching what you're doing here on Instagram. I I would love if you'd share uh, sort of your journey. You've got, you know, thousands of people following you. I'm seeing your videos. you got thousands of viewers. Uh, I know you don't reach thousands of followers and viewers overnight. Uh, What can you tell us about your journey? Everybody starts off at zero. Uh, and some are patient enough to grow what we call their health tribe. Uh, Tell us about your journey, sort of creating content, sharing content. Sure. What's been the feedback? What's been your experience?
1: I like the health tribe. That's a a cool term. I I like that. So, um, you know what? I I think the bottom line is just consistency, or or at least being as consistent as you possibly can. Like, we're all very busy. I I would say a big hurdle – with the social media side, at least initially and still today, is you know we're like our audience. You have to figure out what your audience is or who your audience is, and and I target the the people that that are really just trying to learn basal information. Like I think we as chiropractors forget that there are so many people that don't know, you know, what's the difference of a muscle and a ligament and how an ankle moves, and just simple things that that we know throughout school. And then, kind of separating that from you know, I'm not trying to preach my info to other chiropractors personally. There may be other people that do, and I think when you come out of school and everybody's kind of on the same level, you're kind of judging each other, or you know, it feels like all eyes are on your information. And I, I think at some point you just kind of got to get over it and and realize like who is your audience? And you know what? Like I always kind of think like if other chiropractors or PTs or people have a problem with with what we're saying, it's this is based on, um, you know, factual evidence, and then also um, our experience, right? Everybody's experience is a little bit different, and we can all speak to it differently. And, you know, what what you put out may be different than what I put out doesn't mean necessarily it's right or wrong. It's just, that's, um, you know, what we go by. And obviously, you have to be a credible source. And I think that is just, again, established over time of putting out information that's helpful to people that um, is heartfelt and that uh, that people can relate to. And, you know, I, I do think there is a lot of information out there. So it's very easy to kind of get caught up And uh, you know, oh, I don't really care for this. But I think it always comes back to like, look, who cares what everybody else is doing? Like, I got to focus on what I'm doing and what my patient population wants to see and and just go from there. And I think if you're a funny person, you know, throw it out there. Like if you're just a documenter, document your steps and, and your, uh, your path. And if if you want to be simplistic and, and teach at the very base level, then do that. But, uh, you know, we all kind of have our, our uh, calling and path. And I think finding that is is really probably the biggest key to success social media wise. I
0: love that statement. It falls such in line with something that Jason and I talk about, consistency, and we talk about teaching and inviting consistently, and you're a great example when you look at your Instagram feed of teach and invite consistently. One of the things that I can notice about it is it's pretty well curated. As I go through your feed, you got pictures that look great. You got videos. How are you thinking about the content you put out from a strategic perspective? I'm sure you've learned a few things since you got started. How are you thinking about it today?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think I beat myself up on that probably a lot. And if you, you know, watch people like Gary B, it's just like, just do it. I mean, I think so many of us probably go into freeze mode because we're so concerned of like, should I do this? Should I do that? Like, I mean, if you think about it, even based on the content that you see from other people, how long do you really ponder what that one post is about? I mean, you see it for 30 seconds, you read it, you move on and people are doing the same with our stuff. So if one post isn't very good, it kind of sucks, like big deal, you know, you move on and and you go from there. Um, I think what's really interesting and in in a very difficult scenario is you may put a lot of effort into one post or some certain information, be like, oh, this is gonna really hit home with people. And it's just a, a flop and it's kind of a smack in the face, but then you'll put something out that feels very simplistic It's like, hey, you know, this is just kind of what's on my mind and it just crushes. Um, So the only thing I can really relate to it is like you almost can't just like in practice, right? Like you can't ride the highs too highs or the lows too low. It's like some people just aren't going to get better that day. It's just kind of how it is. Like, you know, not everything's going to pop and crack. Not everybody's going to walk out feeling amazing that day. And it's similar to social media. Just you kind of stay in the middle and, and just keep at it.
2: It's uh, very much what we have found to be the case as well. Uh, yeah. It's in the consistency. Yeah. Th- the numbers are the numbers. You know, if they're good, wonderful. If they're not good, yeah. wonderful. Uh, I- I'm going to create something again today, so it doesn't really matter either way. I love it. Um, Matt, what can you speak to about the feedback you've gotten? Is um, this been, I'll say, beneficial for your practice? Do you recommend other chiropractors do it? Uh, what messages do you have to other chiropractors? Obviously our agenda is to try to teach more chiropractors to do exactly what you said, which is really find out what's, what's your unique message? Who's your unique audience? What do you love to teach that you're passionate about, knowledge about, about, and your audience wants to learn about? you found it, but I think as you sort of alluded to, a lot of chiropractors experience paralysis by analysis. They've got good intentions, They never take action because they overthink it. And then at the end of it all, they fall into the trap of, well, is it really worth it anyway? Um, So what's been your experience? What kind of feedback have you gotten? Do people like it? Is it getting you new patients? Is it worth your time?
1: Yeah, great questions. Um, I think I wouldn't do it if it wasn't worth it. Um, You know, as you get busier, I'm sure you guys can attest to this. There's just not enough time to do things that don't really Add up or are meaningful to your practice or your population. Like, um, I think I started out doing a lot of different things, and uh, over the past couple of years, I've tried to just kind of hone it in a little bit and hit the things that work and actually mean you know a good ROI and and will increase revenue. So yes, we have gotten a lot of of patience from social media, but I think there's a couple keys to that. Um, one is having a link to some sort of form that people can actually act on. And, uh, you know, we have links in both our business page and my personal page um, that in, in they are just one click away, like you use that Amazon type mentality of the less clicks, the less hassle for people, the better. And so as soon as you click it, it's, it's you click in the profile, you go one more click and, and that's it. And you fill it out and you're done. Um, and that's a great way to like, hey, I'm interested you know, I don't have time to pick up the phone or it's 10 o'clock at night, but I'm interested in what you do. And I want to fill that out. And that to me is the missing link that a lot of people don't utilize. They're like, Hey, call me. Hey, do this. But they don't really give people a chance to act on it. It's just like, if you want somebody to buy something right now, then you better make that product as easy to purchase as possible. And uh, so I think that when you give out information you don't always have to ask for a sale or ask for people to come in, but you make sure that your link is available. And if people are interested, Hey, I'm I'm right here. I'm, I'm one click away or DM me or, or whatever. Um, But I found that that piece alone has really upped our ROI. And then I would say, yeah, I mean, the more that we post, uh, the more new patients we get and any more it's, you know, Hey, we have, I would say probably 90% of our new patients at this point in time come straight from social media. It's definitely a certain age range. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know anything easier from a marketing standpoint than sitting on my couch at 9pm, you know, putting together a post, it's it's time consuming, but I don't have to go knock on the PCP door next door, you know, and and, and try to uh, to communicate for patients. I think that stuff is great. And I love the the face-to-face contact and communication, but uh, social media and online marketing is there for the taking. It's free. It's cheap. You got to, you got to put it to use.
0: Yeah, very, very well said. There's I mean, was saying in marketing uh, confusion kills conversion and if there's too many conversion, options. So having that form there, as you describe, where somebody can quickly and clearly take action is a very, very important concept that I hope everybody out there is listening four. I have a question that dives a little bit into the practice itself, cash, insurance, PI. What's it look like? You're a newer provider. You're doing a fantastic job. You're building a great practice. How are you thinking about payers and how you go about managing that aspect of the business? What's it look like today? And maybe what do you hope it looks like in the future?
1: Yeah, great questions. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I think that whole mindset has changed a lot. And I think depending on who your mentors are, maybe that mindset is different. Um, In St. Louis, we did not do much personal injury. Uh, The thought was in a, I think if you're around a lot of pure sports guys, they don't like the persona that personal injury is. And when I came down to Dallas, that is really a pretty big personal injury area because no one can drive down here. So it becomes a a big thing, but uh, you know, I, it's all about doing it right, in my opinion. And so we started doing personal injury and I kind of shied away initially because I'm like, yeah, it's just I, I don't want to be that guy. But if you start doing things right, it doesn't really matter how you do it. Um, so right now we have I would say at this point in time, our practice is probably 90 percent cash and commercial insurance. Um you know, when you're newer practice, you still have to get like new NPI and all the different things. So it takes a while to get a network with Blue Cross Blue Shield and UHC Cigna and every state's different. So I'm not telling people that they should or shouldn't. I think it probably depends on your area and what reimbursement is like. Texas is is okay. Um, and I just, you know, my mindset is like, I need to, I want to make as much money as possible for the services that we provide, but I also want to be fair and I want to be as open to as many doors and people as possible. And as time goes on, if insurance isn't paying and we need to exit that out, that's fine. But I don't want to hinder my success initially. So you know, it's kind of hey, you accept everything and and figure it out as time goes. And maybe you hire other people that you know to do some of that stuff that you're you're not into as time goes on. But we are a network uh, with as many insurance as we can uh, Cigna was a big one. We're still in the process, but, you know, NFL is, is all Cigna insurance. Um, so, you know, you kind of plan for the future as to what's going to make it the easiest for not only your, your patients, for the athletes. And then I tell you what, like personal injury has been really good to us. Uh, when you get good, uh, relationships with attorneys that are in the area and, uh, you know, you do right by the patients, like PI can be a significant uh, increase to the practice because you're already treating like the mindset is I'm, I'm treating on the day-to-day cash and commercial insurance, but man, that PI is a nice bonus when that stuff starts coming in. And, uh, you know, at our last practice, we saw that it, you know, it's certain months, it would even double or even triple our income. Um, it wasn't always consistent like that, but it, it was cool when it came in. So I think you just have to be open and uh, kind of see what works for your personal practice. Absolutely, it is.
2: Uh, everyone's learning along the way, and everything's changing. So, uh, good, good to stay on it. Going back to the social media conversation, if we can, how would you describe? Uh, you referred to it in first as teaching, then you're like, this is marketing. Most of your new people are coming in. What I want to see, I guess, what your experience is is how would you describe the difference in the type of people that come to you from social media versus the type of people that may come to you from any other traditional marketing like spinal screenings or uh, deep discount ads or any of the other you know marketing tactics you might have done that didn't include this sort of get to know you process that people get to know you you know following you on Instagram does it make your life easier are the patients more excited to start care with you more enthusiastic to go let's get started versus yeah. you know are you really gonna make me come back you're gonna charge me what 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 have you noticed in your experience
1: honestly I think if you do social media that really portrays you as a person in your business it makes life a lot easier um, I think these are awesome questions i, I yeah I'm kind of geeking out over some of the stuff because I, I think this is is perfect but yeah it kind of reiterates just you know, mentally why we do it. Uh, but yeah, it's it, yeah, it's kind of kind of freaky. Almost people see the social media and like the idea is for them to get to know you, but they come in and they really know you and you're like, oh wow, you know, it's kind of a kind of a shell shocker, I think. Sometimes um, you know, people are really excited by what they see on social media to come in and have that experience. So, you know, that's why though it's on us as practitioners and providers, chiropractors, PTs, whoever, you know, see the stuff. Like, you know, you're providing a high level service and you got to be on your game at all times. Like when people come in, they want that smile that you provide on social media, you know. But that's again why I think it's so important to portray who you actually are. I see I get disappointed myself when I see somebody that's energetic and go, 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 and they're on social media, and then I meet them in person, they're kind of a slug, and I'm like, man, you know, like that's that's really a show. And I just I don't know, that's that's not me. Like yeah, I, I will do my best to pep it up because that's more interesting, obviously, than me sitting there slowly. But yeah, I mean, I I think you gotta you gotta be yourself, and that way, when people come in, they it's it's no different. Uh, but I love what people get to experience. Like, and to your point, you know, are they gonna ask me to come back and stuff? It's really interesting. I don't know if you guys have done much like on TikTok, but I started a TikTok account like when TikTok before it was kind of TikTok. On purpose, and just was adjustments, cracks. I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what happens here. And the first video, within like five minutes, had like 10,000 views, which was more than I ever had on Instagram. And uh, it was cool, right? Like, I had some of these that were millions of views, and I'm like, this is just wild, right? But it was interesting because a lot of the people that came in off of TikTok really just wanted to be cracked and they didn't care about chiropractic as a lifestyle. But the people from Instagram, based on the way that we're talking and, and listing, this is what's in an eval and this is all the stuff, the education side, they were like, patience, patience. They're like, I'm with you guys. And uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I guess this is probably the first time I've, I've actually, you know, put it to, to thought to speak it. But yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: That's yeah. That's that is fascinating. I've I've heard that TikTok is more difficult to convert over because they convert from because they have such an overseas aspect to it that you know it goes so far beyond the circle of practice. But that that's a very fascinating point in terms of what you put out is what you get back, right? <laughs> so yeah, if you're putting 100%. that out there, then uh, yep. no surprise people would come yep. in and, <laughs> and expect that. Yep, and there it is. Yep. So exactly. I, I, that's uh, that is an interesting uh, interesting insight. Let me ask you a question. This is an area that Jason and I are are looking to focus on, and this is a little bit of a a pivot, but I'm interested in in your feedback on this. As a young sports-based provider, you have a diversified uh, revenue stream in terms of what's coming in. How have you thought about uh, continuity, memberships, subscriptions, ongoing care? Because, of course, there's always that active care phase. Somebody comes in. But we all know that there's lifestyle effects of what goes on. People go back to their job. They go back to their habits. And quite often, they aren't optimal health habits. They are suboptimal health habits. How have you thought about that? Is that something that's on your radar, not on your radar, not on your radar, but interesting? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. You know what? I have thought of different membership options and things like that. I think a lot of it depends on your pricing model. Um, You know, we're priced at a point right now to just get people in the door. Like we're not the cheapest, but we're also far from the most expensive. And I don't know that I could really cut my expenses anymore. So I struggle on that part from a membership standpoint, because I'm just like I, 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 I we put a lot of effort into the treatments that are in our office. And I just don't know based on time, like we would almost have to run a different model of, you know, not some of the extras that we do and all this stuff in order to just do that. And then at the same time, I'm like, can I even let myself just do the one part for a cheaper price? And I don't know about that either. I so yeah, I have thought about it and I do think that it could be very beneficial. Um, my biggest thing though, that I hate to hear from people is like they'll go to, a massage place. No one particular, but they have a membership and they never use them and they just collect. And like, it's great financial gain for the business, I guess, but the people aren't talking about you. You know, they're not, they're not spreading the love because they're not using it. If anything, I'm like, ah, man, these guys, I got, you know, five adjustments built up and haven't used them. So I, I don't know. I think there are probably some practices that run it really well. And these are things that, again, I love these type of conversations because These are these are times where I would probably lean on my buddies, my other chiropractors online and say, hey, who's done this and done it effectively? And how is it done? Because I don't know. And there's a lot of stuff like that where we'll have little group chats or I think we all have our friends that we kind of uh, or mentors or people that we respect a little bit more to whether it's social media or this part of the membership. And, uh, you know, we'll ask those questions. So membership is not something necessarily that I've done but I 100% support the monthly style care or whatever more regular care because those are the people that come back and like, doc, I feel really good. And that's, you know, that's a, the that's a thing. But to your point your point and to your credit, um, you know, we've also had the talk of, you know, again, what you put out is, is what you get in. And I talk a lot about pain and pain reduction and mobility and function. I don't talk a lot about, coming in because you feel good and you want to keep feeling good and the maintenance side of things and you know for like if golfers whatever and and I've even thought like man these guys probably only think of me when they're in pain and and why not that's that's all I talk about so um yeah that that's probably a big piece of it too I would agree
2: what what as we uh, I think we got few minutes left just to sort of wrap up. And I'm just curious, what, what do you love most about what you're doing, whether it's in the practice or social media? What, what gets you really jazzed up, excited to wake up in the morning and get to practice and make a difference in people's lives?
1: You know what? I think what's excited me more about this kind of third go around with with practice changes is that it's, it's for us. It's for me. It's for my family. There's no one else involved. Like that gets me excited. And I think that that is a glowing sense that I can portray into my practice for other people. Like I want to help them. I want them to get better. Ultimately, it helps me. It helps my family, like on, on the other side of it. And I mean, let's face it, we're here to help people, but we're also here to make a living. And so everybody has to win. Otherwise it just doesn't work. And so that to me, like having that ownership where I am currently, that, that is exciting to me. And I think for others, like you're, you know, everybody's at a different place and uh i you know after the 7 years that we've we've done it that that's kind of what gets me amped up at this time anyway
0: I think that's absolutely fantastic. Matt, you have been awesome to chat with. It's great to get you in our circle of people that we know. Everybody listening and watching, we are going to drop Matt's links down below. So be sure to follow along. Again, you're a fantastic example of how you can teach and invite consistently, build a health tribe of people who want to learn from you. And what do you know? They end up coming in to see you in real life, in practice, and become some of, if not, your best patience. Matt, thanks for taking time out of your day and chatting with us today.
1: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to interviews
0: by The Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by The Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.